Welcome back to the lab where we uh, dig in and dissect to a wide variety of topics. My name is Ryan Rivers. Joined today with Kate Holiday once again. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. All right. Thanks for that. Yeah. So I'm just going to dive uh, right into it. Oh, okay. I um, am very, I don't want to say proud of myself, mm-hmm. but I feel like I made a major accomplishment today. Okay. Today. Today. All right. What happened today? Earlier. So you weren't even there to witness it, but. Where was I? You were mowing the yard. After I mowed majority of it. Right. You were just finishing it up. Uh-huh. Um, so I decided to wash the truck, right? Uh-huh. And we're at a new house, and I had to locate the water spigot, if you will. Uh-huh. And I noticed that it was in this really shady area, and not shady like as in there's no sun. I mean shady as in it's probably infested with spiders. Yeah. And it was behind this bush. You know what I did? What? I charged right into it. I was, well, I did see you doing that to turn it off. And then when I went to wash my car, I had to turn it back on. And I was honestly thinking in my head, I can't believe Ryan hooked this hose up. Right. I was kind of shocked because it was in between like the wall of the garage and then a huge bush. And even I was like afraid to look at the bush because I was like, I don't want to see all the bugs that are just sitting yeah. right there. So I just so went for it, man. I like, was kind of proud. Yeah. Well, thank you. Good you know, job. It's, I mean, it's always nice to hear, you know, fans like you say that uh, you're proud of me. Yeah. But we don't. I mean, I don't want to focus on that. You know what I mean? You don't want it to be all about you? No, I mean, I'm, I don't consider myself a hero, but I don't want to take it away from people that think that about me. Right. Um, so, yeah, these these spiders were probably everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I turned my head, and I just reached in there, and I hooked that water fountain, or the water, uh, not the water fountain, hose. the water hose up to the faucet. Yeah. And I let her rip. And I, and I washed that truck rip. like... Like, my wife depended on it. You know what I mean? And you even unhooked it, too. And I unhooked it, too. Um, and you're alive to tell about it. You know, it's crazy. But, yeah, I just thought there's no time like the present to tackle your fears. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, I didn't find any spiders uh, while I was in there. There was a giant moth next to the door this morning, though. Right, but a moth can't kill you. True. And I have seen black widows here, so Ooh. it's not, it's not yeah. like we're just, he's over-exaggerating saying that the spiders will kill you. Like, a black widow could potentially kill you. It could. And the reason that we're even talking about this is because that's like the one thing in life that I think I hate the most is spiders. Yeah. That, you're, that you hate, but you're also afraid of. I hate them, and do you think I hate them because I'm afraid of them, or I'm afraid yes. of them because I hate them? I think you're afraid, you hate them because you're afraid of them. It's gotta be. Yeah. You know, and it. I'll be downstairs. Ryan's like in the bathroom or something, and or like up here in the office. And and, and she'll hear me yell out, "I just killed a spider!" Nope, that's not what that's I hear. That's pretty much what she's what she was going at with normally, this. Normally, normally he's yelling for me, and I gotta come up, and he's like, "There's a spider, kill it!" No, that's, that's <laughs> never happened. That always happens. Stupid. It's like a daily uh, occurrence here. Negative. Uh, so yeah, these, you know, these spiders, they just they get everywhere. And here they do. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, um, but yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy that I was able to reach in through this bush and hook up the water fountain. Yeah. The, why do I keep calling it a water fountain? Maybe I because I'm thirsty. You thirsty? I am thirsty. Because hmm. I did mow the, you know, pretty much the entire yard. I am thirsty though. I am pretty thirsty. Huh. Um. So yeah, but um, it got me thinking. What else are other people afraid of? Because yeah. like, if I was given the oppor- not the opportunity, if I was told you have to choose, you have to walk down this street full of snakes or mm-hmm. walk down this street and there's spiders everywhere. Yeah. You pick I've, the snake street for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I've had people ask me that when it comes to like my fears. Mm-hmm. And um, there used to be a show where if you were afraid of something, you could win like a bunch of money. You had to go in a cage with it or whatever. Fear factor? 
No, Fear Factor is one of them, but I don't think they ever did this. I forget what the show was, but like people mm-hmm. had to go in this cage full of whatever they were afraid of, and you could like grab money or something, but it was like infested with whatever you were afraid of. Did it have to be like legitimate? Like, could I say I'm afraid of hats? And then they put <laughs> they me just in... put a bunch of hats in there. <laughs> you know. I mean, I I don't know how they prove if you're afraid of it or not, but wow, for me it's easy because I look like a stroke patient, you know. Oh, get, when you, you yeah, see spiders and yeah, stuff. Just get diaphoretic, sweaty, if you will. Sweaty. Break out in the sweat. Um, mm-hmm. I can't talk. Yeah. My entire left side goes numb. Maybe I really have a stroke whenever I see spiders. You probably have had many, many strokes. Maybe. Just stroke out every time you see a spider. Weird, right? That is kind of weird. But see, I have I have a history with spiders. Like I got bit whenever I was a youngster. Mm. I was a young lad. Yeah. I got bit on my eyelid. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That sounds traumatizing. Absolutely, and I was asleep. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't even do anything to deserve it. Well, you've heard those studies about how many spiders you, like, swallow throughout your life because your uh, mouth's that's open. A, no, that's not real. You don't think that's real? Nope. That's, like, along the lines of how many hours out of your life you spend at red lights. You don't think that's real? That's real. Oh. But I don't think a spider would purposely crawl into your mouth. Maybe somebody had food in their teeth, and they're like, oh, that looks good. They should be brushing before bed. They should be. Those people deserve to swallow spiders, then, Maybe. huh? See, I feel like I my fear, too, I've had experiences with before, and people have laughed at me. Like, that's no reason to have a fear of it. I'm like, but I've been bitten by them as well. Butterflies? Yeah, so violent. I don't like butterflies. I mean, I like to look at butterflies, but I don't like... I'm not a huge fan of going in butterfly houses because they just, like, flutter past you and just, mm. like, the feel of their wings. I'm like, <laughs> Like, it just creeps me out. So right. normally I put, like, a hoodie on and put my hood up so they don't, like, touch me. Interesting. Yeah. But my fear, I, it's hard for me to even say the word, is praying mantises. Ooh. One, they're... Is that how you call it plural or is it praying manti? Either way, it sounds terrible. Yeah. I, I have no... I just call them praying mantises. But will they hurt you? Yes. They have like a pointy mouth and I've been bitten <laughs> twice. Like their mouth is like a V and yeah. it's like sharp in in the animal world. They call it a mandible. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's their job. But Dropping it's like, some knowledge in the lab today. Boom. Um, but no, it's very sharp. And I got bit on the hand one time. Yeah. And then I got bit on one of my toes. Oh, look at that. And they're just creepy. Like they just, I don't even know how to describe them. They're just disgusting. So if I had to go, if they said you could go in this cage and win a million dollars, but there's a million praying manti, mantises, Mantis, I don't know. Manti? I wouldn't go in. Really? Yeah. I would be like, nah, I'm good. But they can't kill you. But they're creepy. And I feel like I would die inside the cage from a heart attack. Like mm. it wouldn't even be worth it. I wouldn't even get to spend my millions. Well, if you could just push through the heart attack and pay off your ICU bill, then you could enjoy what's left of that million dollars i don't know but that's what i'm saying like we both had traumatizing experiences that made us afraid of these things Mm -hmm. some people just have a fear for like oh i read something you know like somebody else had a crazy experience so now i'm afraid of it yeah i know what you mean so i mean like some people are afraid of flying yeah because they've never done it no well maybe or because of like past things that involve maybe that too maybe they just they just can't um put their trust in a piece of machinery such as an aircraft yeah now i'm not a huge i mean like a long time ago i worked towards my pilot's license and soloed and all that good kind of stuff and um i don't mind flying but Mm -hmm. it's definitely a weird feeling whenever someone else is at the controls yeah i i've been in smaller planes and that freaks me out because like small charter planes Mm -hmm. um my first time doing it we flew 
like a longer route because of the weather. Yeah. Like he couldn't see through the fog and like this thing was just like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. and he's like got his little log book out, just logging. He just casually reaches up and turns it off. And I was like, what was that? <laughs> what does that mean? Cause like you, you know, things like what it means because mm-hmm. you've, you learned how to fly but me i was like sitting behind the pilot and he was just like flipping things and like alarms were going off yeah and he's just like logging in his log book like not even like steering because it's probably on autopilot Autopilot, or something that'll do it and it was a plane that was like eight people maybe and i was the only one that was wide awake because i was like terrified and i'm not i'm not really afraid of flying yeah but that freaked me out i know what you mean so i don't know um but today on the show we decided to talk about spooky creepy things fears things like that um just because i recently i mean i love watching ghost shows yeah you, you're a huge fan of uh, what is it ghost adventures ghost adventures yeah we watch it all the time like yep, whatever you've even got me into that yeah we've seen like every episode of every season so far mm-hmm. um we've watched like their documentary when they first got discovered all that kind of stuff and i mean let's just throw it out on the table do you believe in ghosts not in the sense that I think most people do. But do you think something like that exists? Do I think there is something paranormal? Yes. But yeah. I don't believe that your great aunt Flo can come back and talk to you. Yeah. I, I would have to agree. Because watching these shows and, you know, the technology they use and, like, they think a loved one comes through, they get so involved in it. Right. You know, and that's how, like, movies get made. You know, mm-hmm. not realistic movies, but like they show somebody getting in too deep and they become obsessed with it. And then you invite yeah. these things in. So uh, we just thought we'd talk about that and like some of our experiences, because I know I've had plenty of experiences. You've had a couple of personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought we would discuss that and see, you know, if you guys want to send us an email at the weekly lab at gmail.com. Let us know if you've had any ghost experiences um, or, you know, your opinion, whether you think they believe or not. Shoot us an email because I'd be curious to see what other people think about it. Or if you're afraid of spiders and you want to you wanna get that off your chest. Uh, well, I know my dad's afraid of spiders for sure. Really? Yeah. He did. No, he does not like them. Yeah, I either. used to kill him for him too. Now, he, see, my grandpa was afraid of snakes. Really? Yeah. Like if he had to go to town and there was a snake, mm-hmm. no, he wouldn't go to he town. He just wouldn't? He would go to the next town 20 miles away. Huh. Like he would, yeah, it was like. I mean, I don't. I don't hate snakes. I've um, I worked at PetSmart and I had to clean out snake things and like feed them and stuff. Like I can do that, but yeah. I don't like the pr- unpredictability of them because they just are so like yeah. and fast, you know? That, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I feel some like... Some of them are deadly? Some of them are deadly. Right. I would say there's quite a few. What do they say? If a snake's in the water, more than likely it's a deadly, like Ugh. poisonous, venomous snake. Go figure. Is it venomous? It's venomous, right? Venomous. Venomous, venomous is an injection. Poisonous is you inject, uh, ingest it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, see, my great-grandpa was mm-hmm. afraid of black cats. Now, do you think that's a superstition, or do you think that was a fear? I think that's a superstition. Because, like, my dad would say that, like, he would straight up, like, if a black cat was, like, going, I think he was a farmer, and mm-hmm. he would be like, if a black cat was in the field, like, he wouldn't mess with that field that day. He would find something else to do. Yeah, because the, um, I don't even know what you call it, the myth or whatever behind it is, a, if a black cat crosses your path, you're going to have bad luck or something. Yeah. Or something bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's no offense to him, but that's kind of sad because um, a lot of animal shelters have like specific days where they're like adopting out black cats and dogs for like a reduced fee because people have like that stigma against them. Yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, I've seen I that before. That. Yeah, they have hmm. a like shelters have a hard time adopting out black animals for some reason. Interesting. And I think specifically with cats, a lot of people have gone off that myth or that legend about like if a black cat crosses, it's like if you crack a mirror, you've got bad luck for seven years or whatever right. it is. Yep. Um, those kind of things. I would say that's more of like a legend or like a myth or superstition. I mean, it could turn into a fear, though, yeah. because you believe it. I mean, I'm not a fearologist, so I don't know that much about it. Is that a thing? It should be. It should be. We'll make it a thing. Yeah. We're going to become them. Um, before we get into the ghosts, though, you know what else is scary? Hmm. Deep water that you can't see what's on the other side. Yeah, I don't like that. Even swimming pools. Oh, see, that doesn't bother me. I'm talking about like one time when I was in Oregon and... We were doing uh, man overboard drills mm-hmm. and like the boat has the um, the depth finder or whatever. And, you know, it's like 300 feet deep Ugh. and they're like, all right, it's your turn. Jump overboard. We're going to put around in the water and then pretend to come back and rescue you. I was like, what do you mean pretend? pretend? They're like, well, we're going to rescue you, but we're going to do some mock approaches and th- whatever. So, so I jump in. hang out in the water? Yeah, dude. No. Like talking about creepy. Mm-hmm. And you're like a mile offshore. Yeah. And you're bobbing. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't move. like that. I didn't want to do anything. Yeah. Cause in like, I don't know if you've ever, you've been to Oregon, right? You've been to uh, the Oregon coast. You yep. lived on the Oregon coast. I what did. am I saying? So, you know, the water, <laughs> you know me. Yeah, the water is like that dark, murky, yeah, cold water. It's not like tropical. You're in Fiji. It's like, yeah. no. Yeah. You can't see more than like a foot down. And then I it's couldn't just dark see and nothing. Yeah. It was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but didn't you jump in at the Marianas Trench? I did. That's what I was going to say. I jumped in. So that I could say that I did it. There ain't no so way. I jumped in and I had a mask on, like a goggle mask, like mm-hmm. a snorkel mask. And I was like, I really, really, really don't want to look underneath my feet because I don't know what's down there. And it was the same thing. About like seven miles of freaking waters. What's down there? <laughs> yeah. And I was, uh, there's like a whole Instagram account about the Marianas Trench and like species that they're still discovering. And they're all those creepy ones because it's completely dark down there. It's black. Yeah. And they're like the luminescent fish. Well, good the thing ones is like, you wouldn't have been able to see that. No, but I did end up looking down because I was like, I just want to see what it is. And literally it was that situation. I couldn't see more than a foot down. And I was like, nope. And then I like swam over, climbed up the ladder and got out. And that was the only, like other yeah. people were in there swimming like for a while. No. Yeah. And I was wouldn't like, nah. And see, the thing that happened is people ended up coming out with like jellyfish attached to see? their face. Yeah. That's the other yeah. thing too. Like, it's just crazy. I'm glad I got Deep out water. when I did. Deep water scary. Yeah. And what I was saying was I swam in a pool at nighttime in a hotel one time, yeah. like when I was a kid and they had like the lights on in the pool or whatever, but I like, and it was the deep end. So you couldn't really see. And I just pictured like a great white coming out of there, even though that's not realistic because it's a pool at a hotel. Well, but I was like, you never know. Like, you never know. <laughs> what if they put salt water in that pool? Right. And the shark had to migrate. It could have. Or the shark was staying in the hotel that night. Or it was, <laughs> I was you know? going to say he was introduced. He wasn't a local species, but Who somebody knows? brought him in. Man. But that is super creepy. That's something I do not like is deep water. I don't like when things like brush up against you and you don't mm. know what it is. You're just like, yeah, it's time to get out of there. Ain't that the truth? Um, Goodness. But as far as ghosts go. Yeah. I know that people, you know, those are, it's something that people don't know a lot about unless you like actively research it or you do it for your job or whatever, mm-hmm. um, getting into the paranormal. So I think the fear is there because it's the unknown. Absolutely. Kind of like deep water, I guess. But have you personally had any ghost encounters or things that you think are spooky? Yeah, absolutely. Well, go on. So the worst was probably uh, we, wow, this was 10 years ago, more than that. So I was working EMS full time, right? Working on the ambulance. Mm -hmm. And they were building a new ambulance station Mm -hmm. and they moved us to a, a rent house that the local fire chief owned. 
and he couldn't rent it out to anybody mm-hmm. because they uh, they wouldn't stay in the place. Because it was haunted. Yeah. That's what I would think. So uh, basically, me and my partner started noticing like weird things going on. And the guy that owned the house, the fire chief, lived right across the backyard from us in his nice newly built house. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, yeah, man, it's been going on for a long time. He played it off. Yeah. But like weird stuff. Like you'd be sitting in the living room watching TV and like the kitchen sink would turn on. What? I said you would be sitting in the living room watching TV and like the kitchen sink would turn on. What? You, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. And then like um, like the toilet would flush. So then oh, you're like, no. maybe there's a problem with plumbing. Maybe. But then like lights would turn on and off. The kitchen, maybe there's a problem the, with electricity. Maybe. Yeah. The whole utility's <laughs> just going under. Yeah. Um, maybe. And then like you would like hear the kitchen chair like move mm, and it mm. would like pull out. Nope. Like, weird stuff, dude. Like there's a whole, whole thing we can... This will probably be a two-part series because yeah. there's like good good stuff here and right. out of this out of this story. Um, but then like you would go out on a call and you would come back and like every light in the house would be on in the middle of the night. And you don't think that the landlord went in there to do something and just turned on all the lights and left? No, because he was the fire chief and yeah. he would show up at the calls that we would go on because they would tone them out. Oh, so he was actually there. Like so he had an alibi. A lot of the times, yeah, because like it's a remote area in southeast Missouri where if we were. Um, you know, a while away or whatever, mm-hmm. they would tone out the first responders that could get there before an ambulance crew could, whatever. Yeah. And you would, sh- he would show up on scene a lot of the times. Oh. So unless he like ran through the backyard, jumped over the fence, turned the lights on, was like, ah! and then went and jumped at his <laughs> truck and then, screw with you, guys. you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no way. Um, just weird stuff. Like, uh, we were doing paperwork one night and like a light bulb exploded in the, Ooh, in the whoa. lamp and like the little filament stayed lit. Oh, just like the glass shattered? Just the glass shattered. What? Yeah. I've never heard of that before. It was nuts. That whole that whole house, like I could yeah, I could talk forever about how other long did you live there? Um probably about a year while they waited for the ground to fall and built the new shed and whatnot. And then by yeah. then I had uh transferred to a different ambulance station in the county. Oh, so you didn't move out because it was haunted, you moved because your job was moving yeah, right. somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. I wonder, do you know any of the backstory of the house? Because it always comes back to that when it they comes to said quote, hauntings. The house was moved there like a long oh. time ago, like early 1900s. It was moved from somewhere out in the country. Yeah. And they moved it to the inland area of the See, city. See, I have seen that on Ghost Adventures and other ghost shows. Yeah. There's places that have been uprooted and moved, like places where, you know, like murders or something happened mm-hmm. in the basement. But now that it got moved, there's no basement. Ooh. But they were saying that like the spirits would come through and say something about the basement. But it didn't exist in the new location. So you never know when a place has moved like that. Like what could have potentially happened. Either on the ground. Because they say a lot of the times it's like the land that it was on. Right. Which I'm not sure. Well, I don't know. My experience probably says that that's a factor. Um, <laughs> or what happened in the house. You know. Because the history gets lost when it moves around. Beats me, man. I just know that was some weird stuff. Yeah. But, that's um, crazy. Yeah. But I, given the choice to live in like a house infested with spiders or to move back to that house, I would probably go back to that house. Yeah. Cause did they ever directly mess with you? Like touch you or some touch you. Some touch you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I don't think I was ever targeted if that's what you're getting at. Yeah. They just like messed around with things in the house. Yeah. It wasn't it was. directly at you. It was weird. See, I think, I think I could do that because a lot of the times I feel like it's explainable with that stuff. Maybe not so much, but like take for instance, the other morning I was sitting in my, like vanity makeup room doing my makeup getting ready to go to work and i think you and the dogs were downstairs so the whole upstairs was completely quiet i didn't even tell you this no you didn't um but i heard scratching 
And I was like, what the heck is that? And it was like early in the morning, probably like 530. I'm getting ready. And I heard scratching. But then I told myself, it's probably a freaking squirrel on the roof or like a bird or there's a mouse in the wall or something. Because it just sounded like a little animal like scratching around. And then it just stopped. Hmm. So I don't I mean, that's that's my mindset is like, oh, it's probably explainable. Like I just pictured a little squirrel because we have a crap ton of squirrels around here. Well, let's hope they're not nesting in our attic. Yeah, but I mean, it could be worse. Could be a ghost infestation. If yeah. they start turning the lamps on and off, then the squirrels got to go. Or they just got to pay for our electric bill. Something. It's going to come out of their funds. Yep. Um, but yeah, see, that's the kind of person I am. Like something happens and I'm like, oh, it's got to be this. Another instance that's explainable is work the other day. Um, one of the bathrooms, the door doesn't shut all the way when somebody comes out and I was coming through an exterior door and it closed and then that door slammed mm-hmm. and somebody else the would probably pressure, be like, Oh God. The pressure you know? difference. Yeah, yeah. Right. It made that suction and it just pulled that door closed. Yeah. So that's my first thought is always to go to like the practical part and be like, okay, what's doing this? Right. But then I feel like yours, like you can't explain a light bulb blowing up if the filament is lit, especially. Yeah. Like how are you supposed to? How are you supposed to explain that? I couldn't. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's pretty freaky. And especially all that stuff happened in one location. Yes. I would be curious to know more about the history of that place. And that's, too, what a lot of places do or a lot of shows do is they, like, focus on the history of um, the location because, well, that's what they say on Ghost Adventures. It's, like, the most important part. Like, go hit up the local museum or the historical places and get the research done mm-hmm. so that you kind of know, like, what you're working with. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go investigate something, I guess, sure. Yeah, which we're not investigators. I told Ryan one time, I was like, I really want to get one of those, like, spirit box things. Nah. And just play with it. But I, I don't, I wouldn't do it in my house. Because I feel like that's another part of bringing things It's like in. a Ouija board. You're just opening up that doorway to yeah. evilness. Yeah. Cause and I, I know some people are rolling their eyes like, there's no such thing. As a Ouija board? Or evilness. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> there's definitely Ouija boards out there. I just know... Uh, that's what I think a lot of that stuff stems from. And I, they, that's what they say, too. Like, especially Ouija boards, you're playing with it and opening that doorway to invite things in. Right. And I feel like the spirit box or, like, playing back EVPs and stuff like that is inviting things in because then you're acknowledging them. Yeah. You know? Do you think that it's possible for any place to be haunted? Or do you think there yes. has to be, like, a tragic event or something that occurs? No. Because I don't think... I don't think uh, events so much have to do with haunting. Yeah. I think it's people that are searching for it or the ones that invite that kind of stuff in. So you don't think that something happened in your old house and that's why it was haunted? It was like you and your friend brought it in? No, 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 no. I'm saying I think I don't think that just because like a tragedy happens that all of a sudden it's going to be haunted. I think it's people that come after and seek information on the topic, Mm. in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it could have been that, um, sure, somebody, God forbid, got murdered in that house. Mm-hmm. And then the people that moved in after were like, oh, dude, let's try to figure it out. And yeah, then next thing you know, they're opening up doorways and stuff. And then it just kind of, you know, so the spirits know that whoever comes in there is is vulnerable. Yeah. So hypothetically speaking, if that were the case, somebody moved in right after, knew about the story of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were like, let's try and figure out, you know, like, let's communicate with them. They knew the name of the person and they were like trying specifically to speak to them and something came through and it sounded like that person. What do you think it is? I think I'm just going to say, I think any type of paranormal activity that people interact with, I think it's all evil. I think it's all demonic. 
Yeah. And I think it masks itself to draw you into it. Mm -hmm. And I think it works. Yeah. For sure. And that's what I was saying. Like when people think their loved ones come through, like everybody wants to believe that they'll be able to communicate with a loved one that's gone. Yeah. You know, um, or see like their apparition or a ghost of them or something. Right. I just don't think you can communicate with somebody that's passed on. I think you're always going to get something evil on the other side. Yeah. Because that's what they do is they're trying to mimic something that like brings you joy so that you keep trying to contact with them and then they can like burrow deeper into it. That's the way I look at it. That's how I feel too. I mean, I, w- I would like to think that somebody is actually communicating with their loved one, but deep down inside, I'm like, I feel like it's not, Mm-mm. that's not what it is. And I feel like they're getting in real deep. I feel like it's a rouge. Yeah. Did I use that word right? Yeah. A rouge. Or a ruse. Oh, uh, is it ruse? I don't know. Either way. It's either a ruse or a rouge. Yeah. Like they're putting on a front. Is that what you're trying to say? I think it's a ruse. <laughs> either way. Either way. I-, I know what you're talking about. I'm curious to hear too. your stories. So I think next week... Yeah, I think next week we're going to have to get into it because I grew up in a place in Hawaii. Ooh. I'll just give you a little a little tidbit into mm. it so that you guys listen in next week for it. I lived in a place in Hawaii that was supposedly built on top of an ancient burial ground from a Hawaiian war. So mm. pretty much everybody in this housing place had issues. Um, and I wish my family lived closer because I'd definitely bring in my mom, my sister, and my dad. Well, my dad was always working when we lived there, so he didn't really experience that much from what I know. Um, but my mom, my sister, and me always had experiences. Um, and that could take up a whole show, too, like just right. talking about that one place. But one last thing that freaks me out is dogs. Dogs that do weird things when no one's home. We talked about Alexa last week going off like when no one's home or whatever, like just coming alive when no one's talking to her. Yeah. But I know for a fact that our dogs have just like growled at empty doorways yeah and like stared up at the ceiling like something's there and i'm like is there a bug on the roof or on the ceiling there's nothing like ray our puppy the other night when you were home sat up in bed and was just growling at the bedroom door why aren't you telling me these things i don't know because i didn't like i don't think anything of it i just think dogs hear things a lot better and maybe you heard maybe, something outside yeah, probably the trash man and i kept like nudging no he it was like midnight trash man ain't around maybe they're running behind because the fourth of july but I just, 4th of July, it's was August. last month. <laughs> but I, I just kept nudging him with my feet. And I was like, Ray, be quiet. And he would just pop up and growl. Mm. And I was like, quit doing that. Like, and our last dog did that stuff to me too. And you weren't home. And I'm like, why do Maybe you Maybe they're always... missing me. Well, that could be. But why would they be growling? They'd be whining. Yeah, I don't know, you man. You know? It's just weird because they do it all the time when I'm home alone. And I feel like you've had experiences like that too with them. Where they just perk up and look at something. Yeah. And you're like, what are you looking at? Right. Like Coop, our other dog that's laying right here, has like just stared at the wall before, but he's like into it. And he's know? not blind. No, and he's not just dozing off because I know what that dog looks like when he zones out. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what this is. Like he's looking at something. Yeah. And I'm like. Their ears perk up. And, yeah. Mm. And they've got that look in their eye like, don't do something sketchy. Like they're like communicating with something. Weird. And I know that they've said that like animals are way more sensitive to that stuff. So when they do it, I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Not today. Not today. I'm not having it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. That's one thing that freaks me out because I know they're more sensitive. So I'm like paranoid every time they do something weird. Our dogs are weird in general, but. Yeah. They say dogs are a good judge of character, though. I definitely trust a dog's opinion over a person's opinion. Right. Like, if my dog doesn't like you, I don't like you. Exactly. That's how I feel. It's just the truth. <laughs> it's just the cold, hard, hard truth. Cold, hard truth. Um, so, I guess. Yeah. Spon- I say. Spontaneous decision to make it a part two. Yeah. Next week. Part two. Um, in the meantime, 
shoot us an email, theweeklylab at gmail.com. Tell us mm-hmm. your stories, your experiences, yeah. what you think. If you don't agree with uh, everything being demonic and evil, give your explanation. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in that kind of stuff to see if people can explain the unexplainable. Me too. Don't you think? Yeah, because um, according to the internet where everything is absolutely true, right? It is. Um, they consider like hauntings and stuff or like the study of it pseudoscience. Pseudoscience. Which is basically like, okay. Is that Japanese? Pseudo. No, I don't know. Oh. I mean, they're just saying that it is something that's been studied and maybe there's some proof, but you can't prove it with the scientific method. Interesting. Is what they're saying. So. Yeah. Um, also find us on iTunes. Make sure you guys subscribe so that you don't miss every time we upload a new episode of the lab. You guys want to stay in tune with us there also on WRMI shortwave radio. And, uh, like Ryan said, send us an email cause we're really curious to hear other people's experiences. And yep. I guess we're going to make a part two next week. We'll make a part two. Um, cause I love this topic and I could discuss a lot of stuff with it. So make sure to listen in next week for part two, where we talk about our experience, well, more experiences of hauntings that we have had here on The Lab, where we dig in and dissect to a wide variety of topics.